Hello, this is Don Bluth, and you're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 189, A Troll in Central Park, Brother Troll. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into to today's episode. Welcome, welcome, everybody. We're your hosts. I'm Morgan Stradling. I'm Chelsea Robson. And I'm Mason Smith. Woo! And we are excited to have you joining us for this episode of the Animation Addicts Podcast, where we are reviewing a troll in Central Park. A troll in this Central Park. This kind of a patron pick our, when we did our Kiki's Delivery Service. We didn't really have... When we did our Kiki's Delivery Service episode, we didn't have an episode picked or a movie picked ready to go. So we asked our guest and she said this, which I was actually very, very surprised. I was like giving her hints. I'm like, what about Page Master or this is no, that? No, just, that's just you. <laughs> You're projecting because you wanted Page Master. Morgan is the fandom yeah. <laughs> for Page Master. And um, she's like, oh, Troll in Central Park sounds great. I'm like, rock on. So here we are, everybody. <laughs> This is brought to you by the patrons, and I'm really excited to talk is. about it because it is a considered not the best of Don Bluth's uh, films, and we will definitely... Widely considered <laughs> yes, to be his least. For many reasons, and we will dive into it and talk about it. One of the year's most enchanting stories is about to bloom. Now, Don Bluth, the director of An American Tale, takes children of all ages on a wondrous and spectacular fantasy adventure that will delight and surprise you. A troll in Central Park. It all begins when a lovable little troll named Stanley... I won't have him growing any more of those things! Flowers? ...is banished to Central Park by an evil queen. There, he accidentally comes face to face with a little girl. Chill. And her brother Gus. Who's that? I'm Stanley. What's your name? Uh. Watch this. Together, they share a remarkable journey as they experience the incredible magic of Stanley's amazing special powers. You've got to have a dream. Until the evil queen discovered all the fun they were having. We beat Kenorka. Now, you too can enjoy the wonder and enchantment of a friendship that grows and blossoms in a movie that will make your heart sing. A troll in Central Park. When you believe in yourself, you can do anything.
this was the only film of Don Bluth that I had never seen. Same. Same for me. This was a first time for me. Which, so, I mean, says something. <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously, we have a troll in Central Park. He's climbing in your window. He's snatching your people up. So you better hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're trolling everyone out here. Uh, yeah, the horror version of that film. Yeah. How about that? So let's dive right into... You don't You don't remember that? Of course I remember that. And yes, Tuan Dodson? Yes, yes. Okay. That was, Early that was 2010s. Like, but he was like Napoleon Dynamite 2.0. That was great. He was like such a huge deal. So before we dive into our discussion about the film, I want to give some background information. This is pulled all from Wikipedia today. The film was directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. It was produced by John Pomeroy, Don Bluth, and Gary Goldman, the Bluth trifecta, if you will. Mm. It was released, distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures, and release date was October 7th, 1994. And it made a grand total in the box office... You will not believe this, but you probably will. Seventy-one thousand dollars. What? Oh my gosh! I cannot believe this. Didn't even break a hundred hundred grand. Oh, but what did it? How did it do in the VHS uh, market? Not too well. It, it, it just says Once it was, again. None of us have seen this. It was just re- it, all it says mm. is that it was released. It, it, they here's here's the telltale sign. It's the most recent release was in two thousand two on DVD. They haven't even bothered to restore it to update yeah. it for blu-ray so that kind of goes to show that this may not have been um yeah but in other film in other countries this was known as stanley's magic garden so it has a different name in case that so a troll in central park stanley's magic garden i don't know which one appeals to you more but either way that doesn't matter it didn't do that great. I'm pretty sure he destroyed Central Park <laughs> because of his actions during the course of this film. So I don't I don't well, know about that. It wasn't him, it was the the queen. Ganora. Ganora. Yeah. Boy, what a piece of yeah. work. So this film is very interesting because it's very, very simple. You know, we have this troll, and basically his magic power is that he has a magic green thumb. And um that does the queen, the, the that's it. He's a plant yeah, the, bender. He's a plant bender. Yes, and the queen of the world hates flowers, and trolls are supposed to be mean and ugly, and he's the opposite of that. So she doesn't like that, and basically banishes him off to this. Like she has these crazy powers where she can just do all sorts of things. I'm not sure why she. Ha- She's got a magic crystal. I don't know why she hasn't taken over the world, but she banishes him to this place, which is supposed to have no greenery at all. But of course, he lands straight in Central Park instead of New York City proper, and. Uh, then you know there's just a big chunk of the middle where he's just like hanging out in central park doing some magic doing some elsa and bringing sentient beans to life with <laughs> yes. the flowers he is literally the plant version <laughs> bringing, of elsa yeah, he brings all these creatures to life and then we're introduced let it plant <laughs> let it plant no yeah, let he, it intru- grow. he introduces the green new deal to new york let city it grow. this was it was this movie is a trial run of the green new deal let it grow. Oh. That's what I call this. Let it grow. <laughs> Let it grow. Oh, that's so good. Man, Don Bluth needs to get on this. Just shelve, shelve Dragon's Lair for just a second. Get on this, man. I will pitch you the whole thing. So, <laughs> yeah, this film, man. So Dom DeLuise, the, and and you couldn't tell me who any of the other actors are, and I would recognize them, but... 
I don't know. If if you like the sound of Dom DeLuise talking to a baby <laughs> for for uh 75 minutes, then watch this film. Uh yeah. <laughs> there's bait. There's there's mm. I can't even organize my thoughts. Someone bring us back <laughs> back on track. I can. Go for it. Uh, so we're introduced to these two children who classic children of the 80s and 90s where they have workaholic parents who just don't care, don't pay attention, uh, and they do have this nanny yep. that just is completely oblivious, and they, they go off, and then they discover hey. the troll. And because the char- the main characters of this film are just so young, so adolescent, there's not much where they can go with this because it's kind of like in novels a lot of novels the way that they determine what your category is whether you are a children's book or a young adult book or you know adult fiction it's based on the age of the protagonist which kind of doesn't make sense in some cases because i can have a book that's an adult book but it's about a younger character but that's more or less from what i've been told mm-hmm. from my author friends is how it works hence the reason why harry potter is considered a children's book and then a ya later on um, well, obviously, but then it, yeah. it gets more dark and serious. Right. But this, because the character more or less is probably around 18 months or to two, two and five, I'll put, there's just not a lot of growth or a lot, a lot she's of where young. to go. Yeah. She's a baby. She's a tiny thing and she's just walking, she's <laughs> running around Central Park. Right. Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, classic classic tale of two kids whose parents can't be bothered by their own children, and so there is a magical creature, thankfully, that teaches them the life lessons that their parents never will. <laughs> Did this will. not remind and- you of We're Back also, where like yes. the girl who her parents are just too busy? The parents just could not be bothered. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, Boy, that poor kid, he just wanted to go hang out with his dad yeah. that day. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, interesting. Oh you look gosh. at the kids that grew up with this type of music or this these type of movies and look at us now. Here we are. Yeah. We're doing our own podcast talking about those movies. Right. <laughs> we made it. We made it through, man. Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because, speaking of darker tone, maybe it's because I, I lost my dad when I was an adult and I, I think back on the the opportunities that I missed, you yeah. know, to talk or spend time with him. But when the kid comes up to him, he's like, come on, Dad, we're going to go do this. He's like, "It's like, oh, you can't come with me. Get out of here, kid. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like the In the Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics just fades in. And I'm just like, no, Dad. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's, this is just this is just animation. The kids are not allowed to have loving, supportive <laughs> parents. Oh, animation uh, trope because... number one. <laughs> Yeah, animation. If you trope, have two man. parents, True. they're disengaged parents. Yeah. And before this, even, and I don't know, we just get introduced to this litany of characters. There's dysfunctional relationships all over the place because Queen um, Gnorga and the, the king, there is a king, and he does play a vital role, but he's just kind of a, you know, he just kind of does what his wife wants him to do. Um, you know, the queen, she is in charge, and she just kicks it off. With a, with her villain song. Oh yeah, that was weird. If she sang, do you think she sang it deliberately off key? Because <laughs> that was painful to listen to. I mean, uh, probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Okay, I really liked the opening music. I thought it was very like whimsical. Um, oh yeah, classic Don Bluth. Very classic Don Bluth. And then it goes right into like all these you know, random voice actors, which I do want to take a minute to, like, go through. If you're looking on IMDb, 
it has like these miscellaneous characters at the end you have uh where'd he go oh neil ross plays generic pansy (laughs) (laughs) that's a character name nobody nobody wants to have and then frank uh zambetti plays himself as the ugly little tree troll That's who like he is in real oh, life. Iconic, that's what he, iconic that's what it, character. It's a self dash ugly little tree troll. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> what does that say about yeah, him? Identifies as an ugly uh, little tree. Troll. <laughs> okay. Ugly little tree troll and generic pansy are some of my all-time favorite iconic animated yes. characters. I actually cos I actually cosplayed as generic pansy <laughs> a couple years ago, and, and it, it was a big hit on Instagram. Yeah. You know, for a couple of days, but you know, you know. Yeah. So right after that, it goes into her. Uh, to her villain song, which I thought was really weird. I don't know if that's ever. No, it's it's sassy. Why? But why would you bring up your villain before you bring up like the the main issue I had with this was the I did not know <laughs> what the uh like the personality I, I you, you know you know what the motivation is to an extent of uh, the troll Stanley. Which we don't find out his name until, like, later, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's not important. But it's like, you understand that he likes flowers. Okay, but that's it. And... Well, he well, wants to be a garden. Yeah, at the very beginning, he, they do establish... He has bright colors. He has a round, <laughs> he has round features. Yeah. You know, they, the, 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 shape, the shape is no, there. No, they make it very clear that he... He wants to grow things, and she hates flowers. You know, at the very beginning, they're just like, What is that smell? And she hates flowers. She she hates anything like living and growing. And so that's at odds with who he wants to be as a troll. And trolls are supposed to be ugly and not smelling good. And flowers are not a part, you know, greenery and flowers are not a thing that trolls do. Right. Yeah. She doesn't know anything about love or kindness or the joy of helping others. (laughs) Of course not. Do you think she hangs out with Maleficent or do you think Maleficent's just like way too good for her? I think she hangs out with Ursula. Maleficent? Like, and Rothbart. And Rothbart, yes. But but specifically <laughs> Ursula, because right at this point, at the beginning of her song, she like does the whole Ursula lipstick gag. And mm. I was just like, Again, totally Disney just stole that from stealing Disney. ideas. No, 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 because this was 94. Oh, never mind, 1994. And so they definitely stole that from Disney. <laughs> well, who knows? Can we just talk about the different amount of films that Don Bluth was doing during this period? So okay. he was, was, he, was on, he overworking he was himself. On a roll. So Secret of Nim came out in eighty two, and then eighty six was an American tale. Two years later, Land Before Time. A year later, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Two years later, Rockadoodle. And then two films came out in ninety four, which is Troll in Central Park and Thumbelina. So Troll in Central Park actually came out, like you said, at the latter part of nineteen ninety four, but it was completed in nineteen eighty two. But they held on to it, which is crazy to think. They just had like, a movie in the can just because. But they wanted to put Thumbelina out first. And then right away, a year later, 95, Pebble and the Penguin, and then Anastasia. So he was... Wow. And you think at the, the production cycle for animated films nowadays, he, this is just not how it goes anymore. And he was just busting these out. It's like, okay, let's get a script done in a week. Let's get this yeah. into production and let's release. It's, it's just mind-boggling to me that all the different Do things... Do you think that was... Would you call it rushed? I don't. I wouldn't call this movie rushed. So there's actually. I just don't think anyone liked there's it. There's actually a line in the Wikipedia page where it's talking about critical reception, and he did an interview for 
Toon Talk in July 2001. And, you know, talking okay. about how he has distanced himself from this film. <laughs> right. He says that... The, how do you distance yourself from your I, own film? You just talk about your better ones and never right, this right. one. Yeah. He says that the development of a story is like the development of a child in a womb. It takes time and must be done right. And building a troll in Central Park taught us this lesson the hard way. So it doesn't really go into the backstory of what happened here, but that alone makes it seem that it was incredibly rushed and not necessarily um, like what they wanted or, or what they were looking to do. They just kind of moved forward with things. Um, and even in the production section, it doesn't really go into details of like how this movie came to be or why they wanted to do this. It, it just appeared, you know, and it seems like they wanted to make a movie that was fairy tale that would appeal to children. So they think like, Oh, a troll under the bridge, like, you know, and let's maybe do a spin on that. This is just me totally taking a guess, you know, and I, I don't know. I, and, and there, you can tell by the different elements in this film that it just doesn't work, that the, things weren't thought out. The character has, there's no real, like, there's nothing at stake for Stanley because, you know, yeah, he's exiled, but it's not like he's trying to get back home. He comes to Central Park and realizes, hey, I can turn everything super green. It's amazing. And he doesn't really seem to have that yearning or desire to go back home. And he, he finds Rosie right away and really like globs onto her when she tries to leave. He gets really kind of aggressive. He's like, no, don't leave Codependent. me. Yeah. Almost like she's his. Um, you know, and so he likes the kids. And then, he, of course, he does the Elsa thing and creates his own little sentient beans in the pansies and the flowers. <laughs> And then the kids arrive and they just kind of hang out. And, and then finally the, the villain, you know, she's behind the scenes. And for some reason, she's still upset that, that Stanley's around. She's like Ursula where she's able to peer into wherever that person is with like a magical orb, like you say. Um, and she sees that he's like thriving, you know, under his new situation. And she doesn't like that. So she needs to put a stop to it. So then, you know, after he has dawdled around for the majority of the movie, we have to thrust the villain back in at the end to put a stop to him. Um, and, and it just doesn't go anywhere. There's nothing that I really care about. Um, the little girl is absolutely adorable and so mm -hmm. cute. I love Rosie. She's probably the best part of this film for me, but um, it doesn't like, why would I want to watch this if I didn't have so, a two-year-old? Right. <laughs> well, and even at two years old, like the whole part where the the villain comes back in and like is trying to ki like take kidnap all the kids, like that's kind of creepy. Um, it's a Don Bluth film. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's true. To, to answer your question, why do they introduce this horrible Mordor wasteland with full of trolls? Is because the purpose of every Don Bluth film is to scare the crap out of children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a thing. Well, here's my whole take on it. As I was going through, I was just like, okay, it wasn't until much like halfway through the movie that i really felt like we got like some substance or some type of a message or some type of something and if you look on imdb it says like the taglines for a troll in central park were the spectacular adventure of a magical troll who teaches two children that when you believe in yourself you can do anything um which that whole idea even didn't even come to him until like halfway through and I feel like if if they would have brought that in at the very beginning and had his little trial, uh, not about the flowers, but about some type of ideological like back like clash, 
then I feel like this would have a lot more of a through line as opposed to just kind of appearing. I think, yeah, hmm. I also think if the boy was introduced a little sooner and instead of him being turned into a troll at the very end to be very quickly resolved and turned back, um, if he was a troll and then had to, oh. then he had some issue. Brother troll. Yes. <laughs> the whole conflict of the film should be him being turned into a troll <laughs> and trying to get back. But at the end, he realizes that being a troll is better than being a human. <laughs> Brother troll. <laughs> Brother troll, get get Phil Collins on the line right now. We're doing this. Oh man! Somewhere, yes. some troll is trolling for you. <laughs> Two trolls, one family. Trust your troll. Let the trolling decide. Trolling. Yeah, e exactly, Mason. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Hire me, Disney. No, hire me, Don. I've been waiting for so <laughs> long. Me, oh, that's right. I'd rather work for that rock star than Disney. Than our evil technocratic yeah, but I think overlords. The kids don't really have any um, thing going on other than they're away from home and it doesn't seem anyone cares. It's not like they're missing. There's nothing at stake. You know, for a second, Rose... It's the 80s, yeah. man. We forgot yeah. about the kids. Yeah. Rosie's, um, or it's the, it's, it's the 90s. He's doing his bow and kids. Rosie, you know, disappears for a second and that's kind of scary, but he finds her very quickly. But then later there's you know nothing's at stake for the kids until the very end when they want to save stanley so if we would have had the kids have something like being turned into a troll but then that would have kind of made this a bit rockadoodle ish where the kid is turned yeah. into a cat and they had just yeah. done that you know probably right before this looking at the timeline of production so that's two in the same yeah. vein but yeah i'm liking brother <laughs> troll really um <laughs> Oh, that's but at least it would have added a little more depth to this film where then he instead of just like wow look at this cool troll all these cool things that he can do i love it here oh it's getting late we gotta go like that's basically all that's happening he's now he hates it and now he doesn't like stanley but the sister loves stanley and there's a lot of conflict and maybe stanley can't bring him back and who knows right yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens. Like kids fall into bottomless pits. Kids get people get turned to stone. Mm -hmm. I wish they could have taught us a hard lesson about life and loss and just kept him yes, in stone. Yes. You know, his stone form. Yeah, I think so too. So actually, when and, I was watching the movie, my internet kind of went crazy. Like right as they go back to Central Park and they put his stone like in Central Park, and then I there were really only a few. Like it seemed like one or two minutes left of the film. And I was like, I don't need to go back and watch the last two minutes because I, I got what happened. Like, that was actually kind of bold of Don Bluth to end it with Stanley remaining a stone. And then I went back and watched the final. And nope, 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 nope. No, they no, wrap no. it all up. Stanley gets what he wants at the end. And everything's and the happy. Whole thing <laughs> turns green. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that Yay. I'm from Arizona, and that's just too much green, okay? Mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. nope, nope, nope. It was weird. It was like a very uh, kind of like a post Infinity War kind of world where everything's cleaner and nicer because there's so many few, there's half the amount of people around, but at what cost? So I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just looking at this. I'm like, I don't like this, this city. It looks weird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And there's this whole, oh, so. <laughs> I love those guys. What a, I know. what a great gag. Bring them back. <laughs> They're rebooting the Muppets again? Oh, you can never Stop. get enough. Stop. Let them die. Uh, 
give Kermit the peace that he is seeking. <laughs> quit, quit dragging his 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 corpse out of the archives. Froggy corpse. Uh, but anyway, uh, just make the meep 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 or the yip 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 yip, 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 yip movie. Yip, yip. Make it four hours long, intermission in between, time to get popcorn, back in your seat, and then the nope, 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 nope. <laughs> So there's some creepy things. So I, I like doing a little bit of audio engineering um, for uh, for me, various media projects throughout my life, and there is a stock audio sa- uh, footed, um, sound effect of a, of a baby crying, and they used that, that stock no. um, audio for, for Rosie. And um, so that's when she's like crying and then, um, you know, Stanley comes and cheers her up. But then after that, the 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 boy gets his feelings hurt and um, he starts crying and it's not his voice crying. They just took the stock audio of a baby crying and lowered the pitch <gasps> a little bit. And it's it's the no. most disturbing thing Aww. ever because um, I did a media project where I, I was trying to do a, a demon baby and I just lowered the pitch on it and added like a bit crunch filter on it. And uh, and <laughs> it was the same dang thing. It was very disturbing to me. <laughs> oh, wow. So I was going to say and, maybe this was a, a matter of the budget, but I pulled this up I don't know, from man. Moviepedia. Wikipedia didn't have this, but it says the budget was 23 million dollars so it grossed less Whoa. than 0.33% of its budget like ouch Whoa. ouch the fact that he still made a pebble of the penguin and anastasia after this is shocking well i mean that's why it went bankrupt a couple of times because of this probably <laughs> well i think a pebble and penguin did significantly better uh, yeah i had pebble and the penguin Me too. so it's like yeah that was a I, more of a hit let's see Pebble and the Penguin ended up doing, well, $28 million and $3.984 million in the box office. So these were two complete duds um, for him. Yeah, about that. So so there's this this part where the kids are crying and and he's doing the the Crimea River and um, it it lifts the spirits of, of the queen. Of the evil queen, and 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 she's got this magic crystal, right? That she views th- views uh, the world through. Yeah. And you do you know who she should team up with? Jadeite. We need more human <laughs> energy to resurrect our great ruler. Yes, Queen Beryl. I have just the plan. My my devious plan is already in place. Have you ever watched the film A Troll in Central Park? <laughs> Tell me more, Jadeite. <laughs> Have you found the whereabouts of Sailor Moon yet? Sailor Moon. But anyway, Sailor Moon rewatch coming I, soon, guys. Coming soon. Absolutely. All I am. I am whittling away. I should have done Sailor Moon S because there are so many filler episodes in season one. Uh, but I am whittling my way through season one, so we can at least do that sometime. But um, I think that the Queen should definitely look into the uh, human energy harvesting that Queen Beryl and <laughs> and the the four kings of heaven are are working on. I could see a potential crossover there. I'm just trying to help you out, Don. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to open doors for you. Okay, I here's one thing that bothered me like more than it probably should have, but the boy's haircut, what a travesty. Oh, yes. Yes, I like, was thinking rat the tails same thing. Oh, what are his no parents bueno, thinking? And like I think the rat tails are honestly on par with mullets. Like don't do it. Mm-hmm. Do not do it. <laughs> Did he uh, have a rat tail? 
You did. Oh, yeah, see, like, I, I was just paying attention a, to the flat top. It was Both the flat top, and then like a, it wasn't a complete He's rat got tail. The rat tail mullet, but it's got like you know a little punch of hair that comes down. That it's like that's a rat tail. No, this is mm. no bueno. Yeah. So, just for future people making animated films, and you have pretty generic lead characters. Like these kids were just pretty generic. You know, blonde, mm-hmm. cute girl, little brunette, little boy. Just keep hairstyles of the times out of it yeah just go to the classic comb over you know part it on the side comb it they over were for trying the to stay ahead of the curve they thought that this was the <laughs> this future was for boys to... haircuts that they would relate relate to it for 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 eons yes, afterwards it's true it's like skinny jeans they're like still around they're still a thing <laughs> i mean yeah some of us has just have just gained more weight and and are too lazy to buy more jeans <laughs> stretchy jeans man that is a trend that i never want to go away (laughs) they are a lifesaver for us big thigh people it's the covid 19 everyone gained 19 during oh that's right (laughs) yeah man so i what was weird is like the fact that uh stanley had the green thumb and then when like when the little boy gets turned into a troll, which was actually a pig, uh, it was weird. Um, he gets the like a stoner's thumb. What is that? <laughs> and then I was, I oh. realized, okay, she has that. Like where he can, but then she also now has power over him. So that was weird. I lo- another thing that like, okay, when you're explaining this film to someone, it's like, okay, there's a troll. <laughs> yeah. There's a troll who has a magical green thumb. And at the very end of the film, there's this climactic battle that's an epic thumb war. You gotta watch it. That's right. It's like, oh, what? No no joke. There is a thumb war scene where the queen and her magical thumb and Stanley and his magical thumb, and they duel it out. And I'm like, I've (laughs) never seen this before, and I never will see it before. Maybe in a future Avengers movie, but wow, Uh, that, that was something. Really that, was. That was the <laughs> the other uh, tagline for this movie was a classic tale of thumb versus evil. No. Like, yes. Thumb versus oh, evil. Oh man, that's rough. <laughs> that's wow. all we could do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to just meet with Don and just strictly do an interview all about this film. Be like, <laughs> let's spill the beans. Give us the. He tea. would open up to us. We're buddies. I know. I, Hey, it's in the past. It's been, you know, it's 25 years. Enough. Come on. So, definitely. Well, do you guys have any more thoughts on the on the movie? Not really. <laughs> I don't. Um, I, I mean, that was my main thing. It's like, if they would have had this be... Because the whole idea was, you know, you believe in yourself and you can do anything. So, if you would have brought that in earlier and we would have been able to understand, like, before the, the villain song, because that's generally the makeup of these you know the formula i guess you could say of these films is that it starts off you get to know the protagonist and then you get to know the antagonist and how they clash together and it's just it was weird that we got to know the antagonist first and we didn't really get to know any of this you know the the core message of the film until halfway through the film so it didn't really feel like the message of the film it just felt like something he believed but didn't really believe because he doubted himself because he felt like, oh, but don't you, in our world, evil always, the dark always overcomes the light. And it's like, huh? What? So I just felt like this was, that was probably the main storyline issue. If they would have like brought that up 
established some type of ideological clash at the beginning and then him come around and think, oh, I thought that, but now I don't because I'm still afraid of her because she banished me. Oh, but now I'm going to overcome my fear and hit her where it hurts. I don't know. Um, basically just overcome this fear and, and end it. I think they would have, it would have felt more complete, but this, it just felt like it wait it waffled like it just went weird places and you didn't know how to follow it am i right yeah mm -hmm. kind of all over the place like it has like a then this happened then this happened then this happened but it's, yeah. it's so in, it's so inventive like to um to the filmmakers credit like there's a lot of stuff in it in this that's like breaking new ground like nobody's seen the green thumb gag you know <laughs> since uh you know since poison ivy and batman forever right. uh, but but anyway, um, you know, and then going into troll culture a little bit. <laughs> um, and I think it's just kind of, I don't know, what else got released that year in 1994? Uh, Lion King. <laughs> Four animated films. Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas. Do I, look like an do I look like an animation expert to you? Um <laughs> Yeah, so, oh yeah, Page Master was actually in 1994 Umbelina, you know, that his uh, yeah, Swamp Princess. Yeah, so they princess. had to compete. They had to compete with the Return of Jafar, which is the greatest animated film of all time, right? Still and need to also do that the one. Sailor Sailor Moon S, the movie. Come on, um, but anyway, yeah, um, probably a combination. I also I think I, I read some sort of rumor that it was because it was poorly marketed and the studio, like the production studio, didn't have any, uh, didn't have any like faith in it or whatever. I mean, I wonder why. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, with that, what would you guys rate it? <laughs> I mean, uh, one and a half stars. Oh. I mean, the thing is, bum, 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 bum. I know. I, I know. thought this was a pick for your birthday. I didn't know this was a patron <laughs> pick. So I was like, this whole time I was watching it, I was like, man, what does Chelsea see in this? <laughs> Chelsea's nope. birthday pick is coming next episode. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> good times. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no. This is I. I really. I thought. I mean, I love all of the the visuals for this. I thought they're, even at the different some of the different song parts. I felt like they were. I really like the opening, the like the very opening song, the visuals, of like the color palettes. Um, but otherwise, I just felt like it was way. Uh, forgettable which is why i'd completely forgotten about it and haven't never saw it so yeah um i'm probably likewise gonna give this one and a half stars there were a few things that i liked namely i really liked rosie and i liked could have she really did they, kind they of look really like nailed Pippa. she they yes. really nailed the 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 tiny tot the little cute toddler with pigtails animation adorable and behavior yeah, and but other than that, like Stanley, I didn't really care for, and the villain wasn't anything special, super generic, and uh, it, it didn't go she anywhere. She was the Steppenwolf of animated. She was the Steppenwolf <laughs> of animated villains. <laughs> and you know, there was no stakes. Things were kind of just tacked on, and you can just see why this did so poorly at the box office, and no one saw it. Hardly people anyone remembers it, and probably the only people who do remember it are people who had it on VHS and have just a lot of nostalgia for it because the only movie they had growing up, you know? Uh, really harsh review from me. Yeah. But um, 
love myself some Don Bluth, and I'm glad that he was able to continue to do movies after this for a time being. But this one just confuses me, and I really would like to know more of the the behind the scenes with this. Like, what exactly happened here? Uh, this feels like a film that nowadays just would have been shelved versus plowing through. And, it, and he I mean, said, it yeah. you know, it, he, he mentions about the story. Stuff. The story, what we learned is that you can't, can't rush a baby, right? Like a baby takes nine months and it seems like they just, for some reason or another, which he doesn't go into detail, it, it was super rushed. But then yeah. once it was completed, they held onto it for two years. So I don't know. Uh, one day we'll have another interview with Don and we'll be sure to find out. But that's my review. <laughs> that's great um i'll do two and a half stars oh, okay. uh, wow. it's, it's i don't know it's fine <laughs> giving I, it a lot I, of... <laughs> it engaged me more than bed knobs and freaking broomsticks oh sorry um, <laughs> um i don't know there's some cool stuff with the art like you know i i will always enjoy a good matte painting i will always enjoy some good hand-drawn an animation you know some some fun stuff and um and you're right, like, Rosie is a pretty, she's a pretty compelling animated character in that, like, the, the technical, like, the craft behind animating, like, a tiny little tot, you know, mm -hmm. is, uh, is great. The, the kid, though, the, the boy, though. Yeah, mm, no. <laughs> little, little snot-nosed kid, but anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, not really a compelling villain. The, the stakes are, are, did not get me invested emotionally in the story <laughs> but i liked it better than bed knobs and broomsticks so two and a half wow, stars wow nice nice there you go okay this just in they're good i'm gonna be on cartoon brew uh fame infamous animation podcast host mason smith gives gives <laughs> you know resoundingly positive review of of troll and central park <laughs> no uh, 2.5 is more of a neutral view uh you know reviews these days if it's like if it's if anything's rated below like a 6.0 or like below like a 7.0 like it's it's horrible you know yeah. it's like the the scale is very skewed and it's yeah it's not very balanced well let us know your guys's thoughts by going to rotoscopers.com <laughs> slash 189 are you a thumbs up or are you a green thumbs up or a green thumbs down for a troll is in central park who was the who was the guy that emailed us and he was like enraged because we vote we we uh, y'all gave a five star rating to a film that he didn't agree with and he was like you're giving no it was a goofy movie oh. you gave a goofy movie five stars you put it on par with with Gone with the Wind with Citizen Kane <laughs> he was just just couldn't understand like man. Uh, we're, out, of, we're out here taking everything seriously we're like whose yeah. line is it anywhere the points and the, the, po the ratings the don't do matter <laughs> points don't matter yeah i mean anyway we hope that you enjoyed this episode even though we're kind of just like yeah let's just get it over with it's cool. so <laughs> i'm glad that, i saw it because i i, I really had all of my life had felt like I've seen every Don All my Bluth, life, all you wanted to do was watch except, a troll in Central Park. <laughs> well, I wanted to be able to... I'm a completist, okay? I like being oh, okay. able to complete things, and this was the only one I had never seen. So, if only for that, now I can say I have now seen every single one of Don Bluth's films. Don Bluth's hey, congratulations. <laughs> so, do you, do you like it when um, shows and series, um, they get canceled and they don't end? 
Oh, heck no. No. Who likes that? I hate that. <laughs> like, I was so Why? invested in the story, and it's done. Great. Like, I don't like I don't like long TV series. I like short ones, like ten episodes, and ooh. and then we're done. Whoa, okay, a mini series sort of guy. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's before we wrap this up, we do have a voicemail, so let's take it to the voicemails. Hey, Rose Gopers, this is, this is Kurt, and I uh, just want to say hallelujah. It's raining, Mason. Welcome back. Um, but you can say the truth of why you were gone, Mason. It's not the baby. It's not having to watch Little Mermaid 2 and Trolls World Tour. Glad you're doing Toy Story 4. I know there will be an amazing tangent about how people can create life by sticking human characteristics on objects like Forky. For all you guys, I want to remind you of way back when, I think it was a Jungle Book episode or close to it, I sent in a voicemail suggesting the Muppets as an animated film you guys could do and everyone was like yeah yeah that's a good idea so let's see if you're worth your barbecue sauce if you do a muppets movie or any muppet movie episode i will become a patron just think about that for a second but actually i'm just going to become a patron anyways so so please just do a muppets movie episode Uh, i really wish i could hang out with all you guys you all seem like my kind of crowd hope you're all doing great bye the muppet movement so we did mention the Muppets here in this episode, and I'm not a big Muppets girl. I don't, I think maybe I've seen the original Muppets movie and the newer one that came out a few years ago, but I'm not like a hardcore Muppets fan. So I wouldn't even be one to go to like you guys, Chelsea, Mason, if we were to do a Muppets movie, which one would we do? I've heard that the Treasure Muppets Island from one space. is good. Oh, Muppets from Space. Okay. Muppets from Space is my go-to Muppets movie. Okay. And, uh, um, I haven't seen that. But Muppet Treasure Island is also good. So, Basin, you pick it. Let's add it to the list. Oh, well, okay. Um, I haven't done a pick in a while, I guess, so I'm going to pull my picking privilege now. Well, and it, if you don't want to do a Muppets movie, you want to do something else, go f- be our guest. <laughs> right. Okay, if we were to do a Muppets movie, I would definitely do Muppets in Space, or Muppets from Space. I forget what the title is. Uh, that was like the mo- the one that I rec- remember the most, and it's not it's not too entirely boring to me. And Muppet Treasure Island is also really good, but Muppets from Space or, or Slash in Space, I don't know, um, is is I just like it better or I remember it better. So we can do that. Um, I'd have to look through our backlog and see what we've done and what what we haven't done. Um, but yeah, I'll I'd like to do a a, a Mason pick sometime. Okay. Maybe maybe I will pull rank and and do the sailor and declare a sailor moon episode. I mean, I've been kind of teasing it, but at the same time I haven't started my sailor moon rewatch. I like as soon as either. soon as Mason basically as soon as you say Hulu. let's do it, I'll do it. So if you want to do it for October, we will Chelsea and I will find a way and we will watch Sailor Moon. So Yeah, we'll do Sailor Moon S because I think it takes out a lot of uh takes out a lot of the filler episodes. Okay. So we'll talk about it. All right. All right. Thanks, Kurt. God bless Kurt. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Animation Addicts podcast. Be sure to leave us a review. We appreciate all of the reviews. Our goal is to get to 500 reviews. So if you have not left a review of the show, we'd love it if you did so. And today we have our favorite segment of the show, which is Mason Reads Reviews. And today oh it's it actually a review from Kurt. In Hank Hill's voice. Take oh, it away. Okay. Man, I haven't done Hank Hill in so long. You'll really stretch in my vocal cords. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, he says, a really good time with some really fun people. Please read this message in <clears throat> Hank Hill's voice, Mason. Propane, dang it, Bobby. I've been with these folks since the beginning, and they have always been around to lighten my spirits and keep me in a positive, positive state of mind, like propane. I wish I could know them personally so that we could talk about animation and have a good time doing it. America. <laughs> this is great. Oh, he, he wrote it in character. <clears throat> America isn't just made in the three colors of the flag, Bobby, but also in the goodwill of Morgan, Chelsea, and Mason, as they represent the curious, fun-loving animation lovers in all of us. I yell with joy at the thought of this podcast existing. <laughs> Please yell like Hank Hill does in King of the Hill. That would be great, Mason. Love, Kurt. Yay, Kurt! That's the best I can do. I haven't, <laughs> I don't, you. like, during during these times of, during these unprecedented times of the quarantine, um, my wife has heard all of my jokes and all my impersonations, <laughs> like, several times by now, and so I dare not try, th try to pull them out again. So, um, it's, <laughs> if that sounded a little rusty, that's because I am a little rusty, so. But anyway, enjoy. That was a great one, Kurt. That was a good idea. All right, so you can send us a review by going to iTunes and leaving a review. We really appreciate it. And all five-star reviews we will read on the show. And if you want a specific voice done, make sure to let us know in the review as well. And Mason will do that on a future episode. So our next episode, it is going to be Halloween time. And we are going to be doing uh. The Adams Family. And this is the new one that was released in 2019. We're going to have a special patron guest host, Annie O'Grady. So we're really excited for that one. So make sure to check that one out. And that's all we have for today. Until next time. We, we are, are the Rotoscopers. We then are introduced to these two characters, which are the children. And their names oh, yeah, are... Um, okay. Bumbo and... Rosie and, and something. Gus, Gus, and, Gus and Rosie. Queen Granola or whatever her name is. She ha there is a king of the troll kingdom. Lord. Yeah. And he... Is there a, What's that is there a dog? Or is someone That's, laughing really weird? my dog. She's dreaming. Oh. Montana. Oh. You <laughs> named your... Never mind. I'll just, no, I'll just I did let not name her. She came that way. I named... <laughs> I named my dog Cosmic Creepers because that's the name she came with. Uh, no. So this is... If you can't She's still her, making but... that noise. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Montana! Hey! Hey! Yeah, she's totally asleep. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would give... Her... Whoa! <laughs> I, I just threw a. Oh my gosh! I just threw a comb at her and she didn't wake up. Hold on. Boy, she must be in deep sleep. REM cycle over here. She's in a trance. Hey. hey. Oh, get her out of it. Oh, good puppy. She's probably dreaming about foxes or, or whatever varmints y'all have in Arizona. Rabbits. Uh, rabbits. The rabbits are out in force right. here in here in Shadowcrest. Oh. Alright, I'm back. Okay.
You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news, reviews, and interviews. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.